welcome to the Diamonds Girlcast, a place for honest conversations that empower and support you in your faith. Hello and welcome um, to Valued by Culture. Um, I'm sat here with lovely Cherie. How are you doing? So well. How are you? I'm doing good, thank you. (laughs) What have you been up to today? How's things going? Well, I went on a very rainy walk with my toddler, which sometimes a rainy walk is a a great thing. And actually, that's going to be my recommendation. The weather might be poor right now or wherever you are. Still get outside. A rainy walk can be quite nice. A rainy walk can be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, although, do you know what? A rainy walk should be done in wellies. I went out for a walk today as well in the pouring rain. And I decided that I would be fine in my little white trainers. Like, who was I kidding? We live in Scotland. Um, <laughs> so true. You'd have thought I'd lurk by now, but I haven't. Um, and I massively but, regretted my decision. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, um, I think... Uh, I would recommend a rainy walk with the correct footwear. Um, And this week I'm going to not recommend something. And my thing I don't recommend is opening a bag of crisps after 10 p.m. It shouldn't be done. Don't do it. Leave the bag of crisps alone after 10 (laughs) p.m. Or just eat them at 9.50 and you're fine. Exactly. If it's 9.50, you're okay. 10 p.m., that is the cutoff. Um, I'm really bad for eating snacks. Like I get super hungry around about 10 o'clock at night. There's mm-hmm. been many an evening that I've had to get out of bed in pajamas, you know, <laughs> run through to the kitchen and have a good old munch. And um, <laughs> yeah, it's a, reg- it's a regular occurrence in our house. Mm. Well, my <laughs> um, effort is going to be to have cups of tea after 10 p.m., but not bags of crisps. <laughs> okay. Um, so this week, I recommend not doing something. So um, last week I took some time out and it really was great. I had more time to just look out for myself. I really enjoyed an evening. I went for a run slash walk and just tuned in to my favorite podcast. And it was a beautiful evening and the sun was out and it was just lovely. And I just felt like I had a chance to catch my breath. Um, Mm. And I only could have done that because I stopped doing something else. And so that was a good thing for me to do. Um, So that's what I'd recommend. Sometimes stopping something is a good thing. And Mm. I don't recommend, oh my goodness, um, I don't recommend leaving any tube of any liquid anything (laughs) near any of my children. Um, Josh last week somehow managed to get up. I literally just went to the toilet and um, he got up onto our kitchen surface uh, he got a chair, he got up on the kitchen surface, got hold of a brand new tube of lice sun cream, you know, the really water resistant kind, and decided mm-hmm. that he wanted to put it on himself, but that also involved our entire sofa suite, and it was really bad. Um, <sighs> so, yeah. <laughs> That's just, toddlers for you. Do you know what? Toddlers are really good at helping you learn to not be precious about anything that you possess. Thank so, you. yeah. But last week, guys, we had some really good conversations all around, yeah, um, finding our value in others and how that can impact us, both in a positive way and a negative way. And so we're going to have a little bit more um, time to think about that today, thinking mainly about being valued by culture. Um, And yeah, like last week, our takeaway, wasn't it, Cherie, that we were having a little think about what one area would help us in learning to value ourselves as God does. We kind of pointed you guys mm-hmm. to, you know, spending that time maybe in prayer with God, if that's something you haven't done before, or to kind of make that a regular pattern. Um, even finding ways to read the Bible that works for you, you know, knowing what God says over you. 
And then mm-hmm. the last thing I think was community, you know, not doing that on your own and um, finding people who are in a similar place in regards to sharing their faith or exploring faith who can help you do that together. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So this week we're kind of moving on from that and we're having think about culture. I don't know about you, Sheree, but our culture plays such a big role, doesn't it, in terms of what we are told and we should find our value in the places um, and Sheree, you were saying this to me earlier that, you know, culture is different for everybody, you know, so the culture that you grew up in, Sheree, would have been different than mine. Um, you know, different countries have different cultures um, and they all say different things to us about what is valuable. Definitely. Sometimes culture is a harder thing for us to recognize as a big influence on us. It's like we're the fish uh, in a fishbowl. And sometimes, you know, does the fish really recognize the fishbowl that it's in? Um, But it has an incredibly big impact on how we view ourselves, how we value ourselves. And so to take that big step back and to say, well, what culture am I living in and what is it saying to me is really important. Yeah, that's so good. And I think that's the thing of, you know, what is fashionable and cool in one culture could be the total opposite in another one. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I actually thought this would be fun. Like, you know, think about back to when, you know, um, maybe, you know, when you were in school, Sheree, like one thing that was different now than it was then, like ultimately that was a different culture. Can you think of Mm -hmm. something that's maybe changed? Um, Well, you know, for me, it's sort of a double dipper, I suppose, because not only did, you know, was this, (laughs) we won't say how many years ago, 20 years ago, um, the sort of schools I grew up in. um, And so time is a huge factor, you know, uh, it's a different culture now than then. But of course, I was also in America, which is a completely different culture (laughs) here to there as well. Um, And so yeah, growing up in school, uh, you know, you can think of stupid fashion things uh, that were different and you get so influenced by that. But I would say just being, um, you know, uh, growing up in America as I did, the schools I went to in America, and then moving over here and recognizing the differences between America and the UK is still something that impacts me daily. And I think back to, um, you know, the differences in school standards, (laughs) the differences uh, in how people view different hot button topics, uh, totally influenced by my culture. Um, And so it's not just a back then thing, it's definitely uh, a right now thing too that sometimes I still work through. What about you? Can you think of things that were different for you growing up? Yeah, I mean, I guess there's lots of things that you've said, like, um, and, you know, I think, you know, we're going to maybe talk a little bit about fashion in a minute, but, you know, even things like mental health, like how we view mental health has massively changed. And thank goodness. I mean, I can remember when I was at school, like, we just didn't really talk about it. You know, counselling wasn't something you shared. Um, Like, there was support there, but it was only just beginning. Um, I think I really lived through a time when um, that was just starting to be recognised as a thing and that something needed to be done about it, which is so great. But we also still have so far to go in that. And I think that encourages me to go, look how far the last couple, you know, years have have come and that means hopefully that actually you know in a couple years time from now that might look different but I think you know the thing is as well that you know general culture places value in you know these things are not foreign to us but beauty success academia you know popularity but I do think there's this idea of that you know we've become very individualistic haven't we like you know the world is about me Mm -hmm. what I do what I possess what what I look like and it comes with this idea that everybody needs to be a somebody 
you know, I am only worthwhile if I have X amount of followers, if my success looks like however many likes I get on Instagram. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, there's nothing wrong with the people who do get good followings or who maybe do become famous because they've developed something. But I think there's this pressure to, to be someone and that someone has to be recognized by X amount of people to be valuable. And so if you're not mm -hmm. recognized by those amounts of people, then you're not valuable. And it's like, you know, those quiet achievements that me being a good friend to one person or, you know, me looking after my family or how I treat and how I act to the people around me that maybe not everybody sees. That's not on Instagram or Facebook or other social media. Yeah. And um, mm -hmm. that's as relevant, if not more relevant than maybe the being somebody that other people see. Um, but I think it's, you know, it's not ignoring this. It's recognizing, well, what pressure does that put on me? And then what is the impact of that then on how I make decisions about value? I think you had a really good story to share with us, didn't you, Cherie, about how no. that changes? <laughs> well, it's just, you know, for those of you who are interested in history stuff, um, if you need any kind of proof that this is true, um, you just have to, you don't have to even look back, uh, you know, this long, but um, every culture values things so differently and a big I don't know how many of you have read uh, The Fault in Our Stars or saw the movie but uh, the book talks a lot about tulip mania which is in Holland can I just say that book I've not read the book I've watched the film mm -hmm. I've watched the film and it is the most <laughs> depressing sad film I have ever watched it's one oh. of those films that I sat with not just like one box of tissues like two and I just like sobbed my heart out. Oh, <laughs> well, I didn't mean to make you cry. <laughs> well, the, the book, I think, talks a lot more about this whole uh, phenomenon that took place, uh, well, really several hundred years ago now in Holland uh, called Tulip Mania. And it's uh, when in that culture, tulips became almost a form of currency. They were incredibly valuable. And some tulip bulbs were valued up to like 3,000, 4,000 guilders, which was... Wow times over you know what the average person would earn in a year but the boom only lasted for like i don't know five ten years tops and so someone would have spent three thousand you know <laughs> guilders as it were on a tulip bulb that was worth nothing the next year and we can be we can fall into that same trap you know and maybe it's not tulip bulbs it sounds ridiculous to us but how ridiculous will some of our values sound uh, the next generation and we need to be mindful of that we need to be aware of what we're putting our time and energy into every week we love to hear from somebody who's walked through some of the things that we're talking about today this is today's feet on the ground example so i'm very excited um, to be sitting here with my lovely friend ruth and her gorgeous baby um how are you guys yeah we're good thank you we're just chilling out here oh uh, I wish the guys listening could see your beautiful baby. She's just gorgeous. Um, but today we're going to have a little chat with you guys um, about value and particularly being valued by the culture around us. Um, so I guess our first question for us. Uh, yeah. Our first question today um, was, where have you found your value in terms of the culture around you? Um, the culture around me, I suppose at the moment everything's online, so it is a wee bit different. But... Um, being a mum who's at home at the moment on maternity leave, a lot of the culture around me, I suppose, um, is just chatting to other mum friends or 
seeing other mums do life maybe online on Instagram or whatever um, and so that culture is can be such a positive thing um, and I can learn loads from how other parents do things but I think there's a tendency as well that that culture can yeah give me a message of what I then think I need to do in order to be a good mum so yeah. I'll see people online like just doing all these amazing crafts or all these amazing games or just having like the best set up for their kids and just they look so so relaxed and like they're doing everything amazingly all the time um, and so that therefore that can make me send me a, a message that I have to do all those things to to be a good mum um, but actually just have to remember that that's and um, you know that's not they're going to be their everyday reality or even their every ever reality um, it's just what I see on the surface um, so yeah I think just trying to I guess work out the stuff the good stuff to take from that but also the things to be like actually that's not for me and what I'm doing is is just totally fine doing my best yeah and that's good enough that's so good and I think that's just so honest as well because we all know what it's like to go onto our social media feeds and we see the best parts of people's lives and we compare the best parts of their lives with the worst parts of ours and yeah. it's just not reality is it and but actually walking out a different reality is really hard and I just wondered if you had any experience of looking to God in that I know that you're a Christian um, or what that's looked like for you to not be sucked into that culture saying to be a good mum you've got to look like this or your life has to look like this yeah I think um I mean the main the main thing for me is just I think regularly trying to just put little bits of time aside um just to chat with God and to be in his presence because whenever I do that I'm always brought back to the truth of who he says I am um so the longer I spend away from him and time with him the more wrapped up I get in essentially lies about who I should be as a mum or just as a person um so yeah I'm finding that I just have to you know put regular times aside each day um and even if I can just get one decent 20 minutes um that just does the world the good I, I I open my bible and as soon as I read a verse about who he says I am I'm just like oh I don't need to worry about all that so yeah I'm just really conscious of um how if I if I spend time away from him I can get really caught up in it you know quite quickly whereas if I, I put that time aside um it's just always good it's always worth it because he just wants to tell me the truth about who I am and um, just tell me that I'm doing a great job even when I feel like I'm doing a rubbish job <laughs> so yeah thank you that's so helpful I think it's just always so great to get a practical example of like actually how you do that and you know if we've got time to go on Instagram or what other social media you might use we also have actually time to sit down with maybe to look at what God says about us and actually to get that balance right so thank you so much for joining us over Zoom um, with your gorgeous baby. Um, thank you for being honest. And um, yeah, we hope you have a good day. I will speak to you soon. All right, thanks everyone. Um, that was uh, really great. We wanna go a little deeper now into discussion two, um, where we just think about how this is impacting each and every one of us. Um, we. Uh, as Christians often like to quote that we need to live in the world and not of it. But what does that really mean? 
you know, for each of us, um, because we each get our value systems from our cultures. You can't really separate yourself out from it, um, but you can recognize it. So I want to think about what we value and what that um, is doing to our sense of self-worth. Um, we need to recognize, as we said before, the energy that we put into things. We need to recognize what our influences are. So if we're putting all of our energy, um, all of our worth into one area and, you know, for example, you know, in school, uh, it's often our grades or our academic success or for us girls, oftentimes I know it can be our looks and, you know, putting a lot of energy into fashion and looking a certain way. But these things are going to change over time. And so was it a good use? Was it a good balance for us to be putting so much time and energy into these areas? And Bridget was telling me, uh, well, a very timely story, actually, that you found something in your house, Bridget, about how, yeah, you used to sort of see yourself back in school. Yes, this is really funny. Um, it's funny, but it's also a little bit sad, like with hindsight. So basically, I think one of our PSE teachers at school had gotten us to write a letter to ourselves. Like, I think this was halfway through school and she gave it to us on our last day of school. Um, and it was things like, you know, what did I want to do with myself, my life? How did I view myself? But one of the questions was, what would you change about yourself? And I was really sad, actually, to read that the one thing I would change about myself were all to do with my looks. And it made me remember that back in school, I was so insecure in how I looked. And in this letter that I'd written myself, I said I would change. I wanted to have big boobs, um, to be tall and blonde. And anyone who knows me, well, I'm definitely not tall, am I? And um, my hair is brown, um, not blonde. And obviously, I could dye that. But I was really sad to read that actually that was the one thing I wanted to change about who I was. It wasn't that I wanted to change my attitude to something or that I wanted to change my world perspective on something. It was all to do with my looks. And that was because at that point in my life, I put all my energy into how I looked because it was partly to do with how I was bullied at school, like we've chatted about in other episodes. And I just saw my success being in boys particularly liking how I looked. And so I thought that was, you know, to have the big boobs and to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can remember, like, I put all my energy into that. I put all my pocket money. I used to work really hard and I take all my pocket money and buy the coolest clothes I could. Um, And because I wanted to be accepted. Now, there's nothing wrong with buying clothes and there's nothing wrong with wanting maybe something in you to look different or, you know, that's not a bad thing as such. But it was the fact that I put all my energy into that thing and that actually I was so fundamentally discontent with how I looked, um, mm-hmm. which I think now looking back, I'm actually really sad to, to remember that because I do remember it. it was such a big thing for me at the time. Yeah, deeply affected how you felt about yourself ultimately, you know. Hugely. There's nothing wrong with, of course, all of us like a bit of a shop and <laughs> care about how you look is not the worst thing in the world. But when it's deeply affecting your value, how you feel about yourself, then you have to reassess. Um, I've spoken before about how my hometown and really a lot of American small towns are really sports obsessed um, and high school sports is huge. And it's just an op- it's an interesting sort of flip on the question because I can remember people who had huge success. It wasn't that they were discontent or hated themselves in high school. It was actually that, you know, they had risen to the top and there was, I mean, I could still give you their names. Some of the like sports stars <laughs> from my high school. 
Um, and they were like absolute top dogs. They were like, you know, gods in our, <laughs> in our small town, but like none of them went on to do anything with sports after that. And, you know, I can only imagine for some of them, they built their entire identity. They built all their value around being a sports star. And where did that go? You know, yeah. I hope for a lot of them that they aren't still just reliving high school basketball games or high school football games. Hmm. There's nothing sadder than someone who bases their whole value on, you know, that one success that they had that Hmm. one time. So it can go both ways. Culture is totally ever-changing, isn't it? You know, it's it's, um, whether we are just getting older, whether we're moving from one country to another, no culture ever stays the same. So we have to be more deeply anchored than all of that. And that's where God's word comes into play because that is the deeper anchor for our lives. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, we want to share a passage with you. Bridget, do you want to read that passage? Sure. So yeah, just when we were thinking about this, we were like, you know, if we are going to change um, how we experience the culture around us in terms of its influence on us, we actually have to, you know, scroll back and go, well, what does God say? And, you know, um, we were thinking about this today. And so, you know, Ephesians 4, 14 says that, you know, then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever. They sound like truth. And, you know, this passage is just a small verse, um, but it's about the fact that the culture around us tosses us around, doesn't it? You know, one minute Mm -hmm. it says one thing and the next minute it says something else. And if we spend our whole time kind of going from one thing to the other, to the next thing to the other, by the end of it, we have no value left because those things even in themselves contradict each other. Yeah, I think we want to break that down a little bit. Um, So let's dig into what that verse is saying. Um, The first passage um, was that we don't want to be immature Um, And some versions even say infants. We don't want to be like little infants anymore. And when we, you know, when we do this, when we put all our time and energy into the fleeting popularity of a moment, whatever that might be, it really is immaturity. And you can maybe think of the example of what you were into in primary school, you know, think back to what was super cool in primary school. Um, And if someone was still wearing that fashion around today, if someone was still basing how they felt themselves on, you know, the cool stuff that they have in primary school, you'd think they were really immature, wouldn't you? You'd think, well, come on, we're not like little kids anymore. But the exact same is true right now. If you're in secondary, if you're even um, just leaving school, you have to think of it in exactly the same way. Be mature. Don't base your whole identity on those things from the past of these, you know, cool things in the moment. We have to go deeper than that. And it really is a question of maturity. Yeah. And then I think the second thing is that's really helpful, Cherie, is that, you know, actually, how do we stop ourselves being kind of thrown from that one thing to the other? You know, the passage there used the word tossed. And I kind of like that. It's like being tossed from one thing to another. And I think that's the thing about being tricked into the new things that they seem like they are truth. Um, And I think there's kind of two things that we've got to do. One is we've got to know who God says, uh, you know, we've got to know who God is. And I'm not going to know God unless I spend time with him, unless I read about him in the Bible. Like, that's just a fact. And then ultimately, I need to know what he says, i.e. about me, about my life, because that's the only way that I'm going to start to be able to kind of, you know, compare that then to maybe what the world says about me. 
I was thinking mm-hmm. about this the other day, you know, it's like, I might spend all my energy in looking into beauty stuff, for instance, you know, maybe I give all my energy into looking at magazines or like YouTube channel stuff. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that in itself. But if those things at the end of the day, I come away feeling like I'm not good enough or I'm ugly. Is that in line with what God's value system says about me? And the answer is it's not because God says he's made me in his image. God says he's made me for a purpose. God says he's chosen me. He says I'm beautiful. But if I'm spending all my energy on things that are making me feel rubbish or ugly, actually, like, how can I not be tossed from one thing to the other if I keep going to the stuff that's telling me I'm not good enough? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's knowing who God is and knowing what he says about me. Mm-hmm. And then kind of, you know, finding that balance. I'm not saying don't go follow stuff on YouTube. I'm just saying check the influence, like check the impact. If I'm always putting my energy into this one thing, what is that producing in me? You know, God's... um is you know we're talking about our relationship with God being an anchor and God ultimately has a value system that he says is worthwhile he says we are worthwhile um and I think you know it's about going well is the value system in the culture that I'm part of pulling me away from that or leading me to God um Mm -hmm. and it's really easy for it to mislead me and trick me I can think that watching something for instance on Netflix is not a big deal and it's not a bad thing but then maybe where does my mind go after that or how does that impact my actions then the next day you know it's this two thing of being like actually there is a world value culture system and then there's gods and actually going well how do we make sure that gods is the first one we go to and not the second yeah yeah, I think the the whole word tricked in there is really a key one because culture can trick us, you know, trick us into thinking certain things are important, that all of our value is uh, based on uh, what the world says that we have to do. And it is a trick in the end. It's going to damage us in the end. So let's be wise to it. That's really good. And I think, you know, that's one of the things that we want to do in this podcast is, you know, we're only just skimming the surface, you know, um, and, you know, but it's a place to start, isn't it? And maybe today's conversations have challenged you to think about something a bit more. And so we always want to give some top tips and they are not the only tips out there. They're equally to other great <laughs> ones out there. Yeah, please don't only follow our advice. <laughs> um, but, you know, there, there are probably things that we've found um, through experience of, you know, walking out some of the stuff that we've talked about today. Um, but ultimately, how do we build strong foundations so we are not tossed around? So our anchor is in God's value system. And I think that is a thing that we wanted to say, you know, tip one would be get to know God's value system and recognize um, where you sit in that. Um, you know, what you put your energy into in terms of the culture around you um, ultimately influences who you become. And is that somebody who is walking out of God's value system or is it somebody who's walking out the culture that you're in? And I think it's the balance check. Like, is that balanced or is it off balance? And if it's off balance, what does it look like to kind of tip the scales in a more healthy, better way? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, my next top tip, as it were, would really be to um, consider who who you're looking up to. And all of us, uh, you know, have personal heroes and maybe, uh, you know, you have a very mature personal hero, but um, who you look up to is not always just who your hero is, quote unquote. It's who you're spending all your time following. 
on Instagram. It's the celebrities that you're really interested in. It's how you're spending your money. Um, you know, whose books are you buying? Uh, who, you know, what YouTube channels are you going to? You might not have called those people heroes, but they are your influences a hundred percent. And um, if you're spending a lot of time following, listening to certain voices in your life, then those are going to impact how you view yourself. They're going to ultimately impact what your value system is in a huge way. And so you have to, we just have to be wise to these things. If you're lending your ear to a certain YouTuber, to a certain celebrity, week in, week out, they are going to form your value system. So I'd even sit down and write a list. Who are you spending all your time listening to? Who are you spending all your time following or thinking about? Um, and so it's not just idealistic heroes. We're talking about who are you looking up to in your day-to-day -day life? Um, my third top tip um, is maybe just a fun look back. We, Bridget and I have talked a little bit about our school experiences, but if you want proof in your own life of how culture changes, think back to you know, two years ago, think back to primary school. <laughs> it doesn't take very long for you to realize how much culture has changed, how much what is acceptable, what's in, what's cool, you know, what is everyone talking about has changed so much, even from year to year, let alone from country to country around the world, let alone generation to generation. So have a little walk down memory lane and think uh, think back, maybe have a little journal entry about what was life like three years ago? What was I really worried about? What was I really trying to do, really thinking about three years ago? And am I still worried about that? Am I still concerned with this trend? Um, and then, you know, you get that perspective of it's the exact same now. Whatever you're going through right now, however you feel about yourself now, it is going to change. So dig down a little deeper. Don't let culture trick you. <laughs> So good. Cherie, your words are always just spot on. Thank you for your, ah, your thank top you. tips. <laughs> um, <laughs> as always, we always like to give you a takeaway. Um, sadly, it's not a takeaway that you can eat, although I would still recommend that too. Oh, man, don't um, say that. Now I'm hungry. Talking about takeaways, just on the side. <laughs> um, last week, we got a takeaway from a certain place called Brewdog. Other takeaway places are available. And um, this thing was most, it was just a, such a thing of beauty. It was a chicken burger. Um, and again, apologies for any vegetarians or vegans listening, but this thing was sweet and it came uh, with oh, sweet chili sauce and oh, just so good. Um, <laughs> it's funny that you say that because we got a takeaway last week too. It was a Chinese takeaway. And let me tell you that my, uh, you know, I can't order a Chinese takeaway without ordering enough food for 20 people. It's the I, best way. It came to the house and my husband was like, Sheree, who have you ordered this for? Because <laughs> we'll never eat this. <laughs> So good. Anyway, this party. is a real takeaway though. <laughs> party at Cherie's house. Um, mm. You're my kind of takeaway person. Um, so yes, a takeaway that's not edible, but um, hopefully is just as fulfilling, if not more. <laughs> um, I think our biggest thing was to take some time out. You know, I was obviously talking about recommending taking some time out for yourself and maybe you've got to stop something so you can do that. But check your influences this week. You know, it's what Cherie was just mentioning. Check what you're watching, following, thinking about and ask yourself, what value system are you walking out of? Is it the ever-changing culture around you? Or is it God's value system? And if you're not mm. sure what God's value system is, then that's the place to start. It's going, what does God say about me? And what does God say about my life? And is the things that I'm watching, following, putting my energy into, are they helping me 
walk out the life that God's got for me or actually are they pulling me in the opposite direction yeah I think I think for me to kind of I think something that always helps me go "Mm, I'm not so sure about this is when I start feeling negative off the back of it or I maybe start struggling with something I find hard or those kind of things tends to be a trigger and sometimes that's the question it's like what are your triggers and are you starting Mm -hmm. to notice them yeah I was telling Bridget earlier there was a show that I used to watch but every time I watched it I felt my soul crinkle and if you don't know what I mean then you know it's exactly what Bridget is saying after you've listened to certain voices after you've watched certain things does your soul crinkle a little bit Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that might mean being a bit brutal, right? It might mean, you know, unfollowing some people on Instagram. It might mean that you're going to have to stop watching your favorite Netflix show, you know, and that stuff's hard. But actually, if it's not helping you walk out who you want to be, then it's not worth it. Mm. So that's our takeaway for the week. And we hope it is something that you find beneficial. And um, as always, please check out um, our social media for latest updates about what Diamond Scotland is doing. And um, yeah, we look forward to sharing with you next week. But until then... Bye for now. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Diamond Girlcast. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Until next time, why not visit our website www.diamondscotland.org.uk for more information or connect with us further over on our social media platforms. We would love to hear from you.